Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegel here talking with Don Callahan about UNC football recruiting. Don, how's your weekend going so far, man? Pretty good. You know, um, we, did you see on Twitter we actually do have soccer fans that listen to our um, podcast? I did. Yeah, someone actually commented on that. So I know that I'm not alone, although, you know, it was just one out of the thousands who do listen. So <laughs> well, I, I do have a very minor but not so great update. My son played in his first round of the playoffs and they lost three oh. to two. So they their season is over. So there will be no more soccer talk, at least coming from me well. until... Um, I guess the fall. And I'm so. sure that, that you're just so saddened that, you know, your weekends are no longer dominated <laughs> by soccer games. You, you know what the weird thing is, is, and again, I'm not a big soccer fan, but when you're watching the kids play, I mean, it gets, it's get pretty intense. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat during that game, <laughs> especially at the end when, you know, our team was kind of coming on strong and there was a couple of times where they had opportunities to tie it up and they didn't. And you're kind of just, you know, kind of hold your breath there. So I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. I really do. And it's only it's only like an hour. And you know, you know, you're going to be done at such and such time and you can go home and do whatever you want. So, yeah, there you go. You can go home and uh, write, you know, stories on Carolina recruiting like you did all last week. Right. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> that's a good little segue there that you that you weaved in there. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, um, I'm learning, trying to get better at this podcasting thing. But um, in terms of those stories that I mentioned, you know, I kind of wanted to highlight three of them, Don. The three in particular involved uh, Christian Rory, Tristan Miller, and then Emery Simmons. And these are all class of 2019 guys. And you know, I think that there's, you know, some good little tidbits in all three of these. Do you want to start with anyone in particular? I mean, I'm up for anyone. Um, Tristan Miller's a good one, I think, to start with because he's a guy that North Carolina offered, I guess it was a few months ago. And then so he made his first visit since being offered for the cookout that we talked about. And uh-huh. just for um, those who are listening, a lot of these stories, well, they either come from the, the Under Armour uh, camp that we talked about last week or interviews post the cookout that we talked about last week. And, and we're going to continue with a lot of these for, you know, for this coming week and the week after that. There's a lot of trips I have and a lot of fresh interviews I, I plan on doing. But going back to Tristan Miller, he is an um, offensive tackle from Charlotte Country Day. And uh, for those who follow UNC Recruiting, will we'll tell you that uh, offensive tackle is a position that North Carolina definitely wants to fill in the 2019 class. They want to sign two offensive tackles. And while they have some, a couple of guys who have shown some interest, such as uh, Jay Cornybrook, an offensive lineman out of uh, Pennsylvania, and um, you know a few others who have visited, none of them have really kind of emerged as guys who you could say, okay, North Carolina has a really good chance. North Carolina's going to get that guy. To me, the closest you're going to find to that is Tristan Miller. He's an in-state guy. He's a guy who's made a bunch of visits prior to to um, receiving an offer, which is always a good sign. And so now it's just a matter of North Carolina just kind of staying on him, getting him on campus. He's taking some official visits. He already has taken one to to Arkansas. So you know it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a battle, but I think it's a battle that North Carolina definitely could win. 
Uh, and like you said, I mean, he's a three-star guy, but he's actually has a very impressive offer list. I mean, there's a lot of SEC schools that have reached out to him, highlighted probably by Arkansas and Tennessee. So, you know, Carolina is really pursuing this guy. And I think that even you know, though he, again, may be just, quote-unquote, a three-star, I think that his talent and that offer list kind of underlie that Miller really could develop into a high-end type player. Yeah, and I think what you're going to find with Tristan is that while a lot of kids talk about how important academics are, a lot of kids actually weigh athletics a lot higher than academics. But I think with Miller, that's not going to be the case. He goes to a very challenging academic school at uh, you know Country Day in Charlotte. And so academics are going to play a big role. The other thing, too, is... I think that he wants to stay a little bit closer to home. He's not opposed to going out of state, but I think that an in-state school such as UNC is going to have an advantage over some of the out-of-state schools. All right, cool. Well, and there's a lot more of information there that was in your full article that was posted on the Tar Pit Premium Message Board. So I encourage everyone to go read that. Let's switch over to Christian Rory then, Don. He is the defensive end out of Raleigh, North Carolina. He's one that we've seen kind of linked more closely with NC State, but it sounds as if the Carolina coaches are really working to try to see if they can get into his favorites list and maybe end up being the school he selects. Yeah, as you alluded to, NC State is his leader, and he'll tell you that flat out. And a lot of that is because State was one of the first schools to offer him. And North Carolina's been playing a little bit of catch-up because they waited until December to offer him, but they are slowly making progress. This story is also about his uh, visit for the cookout at North Carolina and just talking about the progress he made. I think the biggest, I guess, item that you get out of this story is the fact that he's visited North Carolina before, but during prior visits, it was very just you come, you watch a game, you or you watch a basketball game, or you know, and you're just kind of just hanging out, and there's there's interaction with the coaches, but not enough to where you're able to kind of get to know the type of men they are and just get to know everybody that surrounds the program. That's where the cookout was, you know, kind of filled in that gap. And it it really was an environment, a very laid back environment. There wasn't a whole lot of sit down one-on-one meetings with the coaches where you're basically have scripted sort of conversations about, you know, how they're going to be used in, in offense or defense. Um, It was more kind of just sitting down at a, at a picnic bench and, and eating barbecue, and that allowed Christian to really become comfortable with the coaching staff because he was just kind of sitting and having casual conversations, and I think that really has, has helped North Carolina's chances, and, and this, is, this is a situation that, that deserves monitoring as we enter the, the summertime. And I have not watched a whole lot of film on Christian Don, but how do you think he projects at the college level? Yeah, you know, he has actually mentioned that the coaches see him as a Jalen Dalton, a guy who has the athleticism. You know, has you know when you look at him, you think defensive end because he's long, he's very athletic, but he's still a little bit awkward, not completely used to his body. Um, but once he gets to college, he starts to fill out and starts to kind of um, you become less awkward. He he kind of just naturally just kind of gravitates to a three technique defense alignment. Now I think that Rory is much more raw than um, Dalton was coming out of high school. 
when you watch his film, you can, you know, you can kind of just see, you see the potential, but you also see that he has some coaching that he needs to have done. And um, he hasn't had a whole lot of coaching at his high school, mostly because a lot of turnover at his high school. Um, he has a very good coach there now, but that coach has only been with him for about a year. And so I'm actually really interested to see what sort of progress he makes for his senior season, because I think it's going to be, um, I think he's going to make take a huge step forward. And obviously he's a guy who's going to require a redshirt year at, at in college. And then, um, you know, I, I think whoever has him is going to be pleasantly surprised, but uh, by the type of player he is, because he has all the, uh, the, the, the athletic tools. All right, let's go ahead and close up the first part of the podcast because, and I forgot to mention this earlier, Don, but we are actually going to be interviewing Coleman Reich, the three-star safety who's committed to Carolina out of the class of 2019 in the second part of this podcast. So I apologize for forgetting to mention that, but um, you know, we'll, we'll get to that just here in a second. He's going to call in in just a few minutes. But the third kind of recruit that you wrote the story on, Don, was Emory Simmons. He's a wide receiver out of Hope Mills, North Carolina. And this one was kind of surprising to me because his name is not one that I've seen. And he's a current commit to Indiana. So the story came out that UNC was really trying to ramp up their interest in him. I, I didn't see that coming, though. Yeah, so let me give a little bit of background because I think that will shed some light on it. When Coach Gunnar Brewer was UNC's wide receivers coach, he actually really liked Emory Simmons. And the problem that I guess it's the problem that a lot of colleges are having with him is that he played his first two high school seasons at a private school in um, Fayetteville and really didn't play a lot of great competition, played all over the place, didn't receive a whole lot of coaching. And so you can see some of his ability. But he was so raw, it was so hard to kind of picture, you know, where does he fit? And then he moves to Southview High School, just outside of Fayetteville and Hope Mills. And he is basically told, you're just going to play receiver. That's where we see you. And, you know, that's where you're going to play. And he had a great junior season. He finished his junior season with 55 catches for 997 yards and 12 touchdowns, which is which is solid. But I think you got to take in consideration the fact that this is his first time actually focusing on receiver. So it makes it even more impressive that he put up those sort of numbers. So anyway, so a lot of schools, well, at first, um, a lot of schools had a hard time finding his uh, highlight film from that junior season. For whatever reason, they were finding his, uh, his private school highlights, and they kind of just dismissed him after they saw that. But anyway, so with North Carolina, North Carolina came on him strong early on. They hadn't offered and and then Coach Brewer left. And once Coach Brewer left, I don't think it was a coincidence that a couple of weeks later that Emory Simmons committed to Indiana. One of his, I think it was actually his own his only Power Five scholarship offer. So then we have the cookout, which we've talked about a bunch. And he's, I, I believe, he was the only non-offered recruit to attend the uh, the cookout. And that was changed pretty quickly. You know, um, during the cookout, he was actually offered, and I was able to talk to him uh, the next day because he attended the the Under Armour camp. So I got, got kind of had like the the double whammy there with him with the cookout and then the Under Armour camp. And you know, told me he was offered. Said that you know, even when he committed to Indiana, he was still planning on visiting other schools. Obviously, as evidenced by the fact that he visited North Carolina. So he's going to continue to visit other schools, and you know. North Carolina in particular, 
you know, coach uh, Luke Pascal really likes him a lot. Um, there's a lot of other wide receivers that North Carolina really likes a lot. And they're only going to take one, maybe two wide receivers. So it's really going to be interesting to see how everything kind of falls into place with the wide receivers. Because there's, like like I said, there's a bunch of them that are that are on the board. And North Carolina has a really good chance, including Emory Simmons. That's good to hear. I mean, I, I did not know that he had started off at the private school. And that maybe, like you said, why there was difficulty kind of getting him out there and really doing a full evaluation. I mean, his measurables are good. I mean, he's, he's 6'1", 6'2", 190. And you know, he's been productive, as you just mentioned. So, I mean, it's worth yeah. it to keep an eye on. Yeah, and, and speaking of his measurables, and I, and I left this out, but at the Nike camp, which is slightly different, but but basically the same thing as the Under Armour, just obviously a different brand, he posted a Spark rating of 115.59, which for those who aren't familiar with the Spark rating, it's a formula that takes all the combine numbers, your 40-yard dash, your pro shuttle, your vertical jump, your powerball toss, and uses your height and your weight and kind of just comes out with this this rate of athleticism based off of all those numbers. And anything ab- above 100 is really good, really, really, really good. And so to have 115, I mean, that's, that's, that's impressive. I mean, he ran an electric timed 4.47 second 40-yard dash, which is, which is absolutely moving you know, especially at, at his size. So, I mean, he definitely has, you know, we talked about Christian having the athletic tools. I mean, you know, Emery Simmons definitely has the athletic tools. Um, and just like Christian Rory, he, he just, he just needs to kind of you know, develop the, the skills necessary for his position. Hmm. All right. Well, there's a lot more info there about, you know, how Carolina is doing in the recruitment on your story on the Tarpit premium message board. But let's go ahead, Don, and uh, wrap up this segment since we are expecting that phone call from Coleman Reich here any second now. We will be back in the, with the second half of the podcast talking to him. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finance is made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. And we are back with the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegley here speaking with Don Callahan. And we are now joined by three-star UNC safety commit Coleman Reich. Don, I'm going to let you do the introductions on this one, man. Well, Coleman is a, actually, we can label him an athlete out of uh, Ledford High School in Thomasville, North Carolina, which is just a little south of, I guess, Greensboro and Winston-Salem area-ish in, that, in the triad area. Plays all over the field for his high school um, and we'll get into exactly where North Carolina sees him playing at on the college level, because I think that's important. So, I'll, John, I'll let you ask the first question. Yeah. So, Coleman, just um, going back to when you were being recruited by Carolina, when did you actually receive the offer and how did it feel when the staff reached out to you? Um, it, it was awesome. It was like a you know dream come true and whatnot. But uh, the actual date that I received the offer, I actually do not remember, but I went to... <laughs> two different camps and uh the first camp I went as a wide receiver and they said that you know they liked what they see and whatnot and they knew that I played defense as well so I came back the following week to another one of the like uh camps that they have 
and uh, I came as a DB this time, and then that's when I received my offer. And I mean, it was it was really awesome, you know. Kind of like you know, you work since you were little. You know, you always want to go. I want to go play college football, and you know, have the dream, everything, and just to receive an offer from you know the, the school that I was, uh, grew up watching was really awesome. Now, Coleman, the most impressive thing that, that you left out a little bit here, and I think it's just because you're you're uh, modest, is uh, you really impressed the coaches with your your, your speed in, in the 40-yard dash. Can you just – do you even remember what your times were during the camp? Uh, Yeah, I ran uh, – I think warm enough, we, I got – I hit like 4-4, and then like I ran a 4-4, and then we kind of got down to it was like a – we got to run it again if we wanted to, and I ran it again. I hit a four three four was uh, I think my fastest one that I had. Okay, and now Coach Cap, Coach Chris Kapilovic, but we call him Coach Cap, right. is was very instrumental in landing your commitment. And I don't think he gets a whole lot of credit for the type of recruiter he is. For you, who's someone who's worked so closely with him because he was your primary recruiter. Can you just kind of, I guess, shed some light on to what type of recruiter he is, what type of person he is, and and how did he kind of help you become a Tar Heel? I mean, Coach Cap is he's awesome. Uh, as soon as I met him, it was like almost like uh, trying to think of how to say this, like um, just coming home and talking to Dad. Like he was just like just relax, and you could pretty much almost talk to him about everything or anything that you wanted to. With me committing and everything, he was really just like. A lot of these coaches, you know, they're kind of pushy or whatever. Like, you know, we're better than this school. We're better than that one. And he was really just like, you know, we like what we see. We have a vision for what we can do with you. And we really like you to be like part of the family and whatnot. And so do you expect to, to play, uh, like Don was saying, as a safety in college, Coleman? Or do you think that you might, you know, move around a little bit and just kind of be more of like a secondary type player? I, I really see myself as being versatile and maybe being able just to move around. I've played corner, I've played safety, and Coach Stig, Coach Stigpan, we always call him Coach Stig, but he said that uh, he sees me in the future playing sort of kind of like a nickel. So at that nickel, I mean, is that where you think that speed that, that Don talked about and you know your 40 times were, were very impressive there, man, do you think that that's where you might be able to shine with that attribute? Absolutely. I mean, you know, a lot of times nickel's kind of like you're, you're playing corner and safety almost to an extent. You know, you got to hit people, but at the same time, you know, if they run a seam or something like that, you got to be right in their hip pocket. And I feel like I can I can use my speed any way that I, you know, am given an opportunity to at that position. Yeah, as we mentioned, you committed like I guess it was about a, a year and a half prior to your actual signing day, and it's not uncommon right. for that to happen. It actually happens a lot, but unlike right. some of the other guys, you have actually stuck to your commitment so far. You know, your class alone, Hakeem Beeman and Jaden Curry also committed around the same time that you did. And then the prior right. class, b- both of North Carolina's early commitments from DJ Crossan and Dante Burton, they didn't last either. And they only lasted, I think, a few months right after uh, right when their class kind of kind of began. So how were you able to kind of stick to your commitment with, with especially because I think the biggest problem with a lot of these is just the, the staff turnover, and you were a little bit affected right. by that. Um, coach Cap's still there, but your position coaches have changed. So how were you able to kind of stick to your commitment? Um, you know, a lot of it was like you know when coach uh, when coach left the corners coach, and then uh, you know everybody was changing around or whatever. I just talked to Coach JP, and he said, "Look, you know, 
whoever's there, I mean, it's not going to matter. We know, like, as a, you know, Coach Fedora and, and Coach JP, they know what they want to use me as. And I was just, you know, knowing that, like, I committed, I was just going to honor, you know, I told them I was 100% committed. So that's just what I was going to play out to be. So let's talk about your, your high school season then, Coleman. So you have just wrapped up with your junior season going into your senior season there in Thomasville, North Carolina. How do you think your junior season went? And then what are you kind of aiming for for your senior season? It went good. Uh, actually, you know, early on in the season, I uh, hurt my knee or whatever. and missed a couple games with just a little strain, which was kind of disappointing because my stats and everything and touchdowns and interceptions <laughs> was all kind of like low. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, coming to my senior season, I mean, this, this, you know, this year is my field. I mean, I'm I'm just another coach. I'm a senior. I, I'm in charge. I mean, I feel like this is my team to lead this year. Obviously, being the older guy and a lot younger guys and even guys my age looking up to me just to, you know, play the hardest I can and go out with a bang. So have the coaches there at, at Ledford, you know, is that a role that they've kind of talked with you about is becoming that leader and, you know, really being one of the guys on the field that the rest of your teammates can look up to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, coming from, you know, I started on varsity as a freshman, so I've been on varsity all four years. I know, you know, what we run on offense, what we run on defense, and how things work. And I guess coming from a player, it motivates guys, you know, to work harder or whatever when they see that, you know, a guy playing on a team cares about it to the extent that I do and just, I guess, being a good role model. All right, well, before we actually get to your senior season, you actually are, I guess, hitting the tail end of the spring sports season, and you have some uh, impressive uh, accomplishments so far, and you're actually pulling both sports, or two sports, I should say. You're doing track and playing baseball, and there was actually kind of an interesting sort of story. I I guess it was either last week or the week before where you you played both sports um, on one day, and it was a little bit – interesting logistics to kind of mm-hmm. follow in order to get that to happen. So can you first, can you kind of just break down that story? And then after that, I'd love to hear just, you know, how you're doing in track and then also in baseball. Right. So like that day that I ended up doing both, we had a track meet at Central Davidson, which is roughly like 25, 30 minutes away. And we had a baseball game against one of our rival schools, North Davidson. And it was supposed to be a big baseball game. And, you know, I was just, it wasn't something that like, I was obviously wanting to make it, but, like, I talked to coach and everything, and he said, you know, if you can't make it, that's all right, but if you can, that'd be great, you know, even if you're late. And really, I just I just run bases, and that's that's really it. So once I got done with my last event, I had, you know, a little window of time and just drove from Central Davidson back home to Ledford and uh, got to hop in at the end of the game and still a couple of bases. And how's your track season going? It's going good. I mean, you know, we had a – in the in the conference or everything, we uh, hadn't had a lot of competition almost as a team. You know, no disrespect to any of the other teams that we ran against. I mean, there's been guys that run fast and put up good times. But us as a team, you know, we have a great distance program. We have a great sprint program and throwing and jumping and everything that goes along with track and field. As a team, like, and then a lot of the sprints, whatever, like, obviously I get to, I get to place first a lot. And uh, coming into regionals and everything, there's going to be a lot of times where it's going to be like, bang bang really close together but other than that I mean it's us as a team we've been really well off with how many points we put up and as a team like how we've won what are some of your better times in in your better events 
Hand Tom, I ran a ten five three last year, and then I ran a ten five six this year. And those are my two like PRs or like personal best or whatever that I ran in the one hundred. And we have a really good relay team that we're just actually going to regionals with as well. Um, I think we hit forty three like forty three one or forty three flat, and those were two of our better events that we have as a team, at least in the sprints category. So you mentioned baseball a little while ago, Coleman. Have you been watching the Carolina baseball team and their season that they've been having? I've seen, you know, highlights and everything, but I have not been able to really keep up with it. <laughs> gotcha. No worries, man. I mean, you know, still, you know, coming into your in your senior season, I'm sure you, you right. got a lot, you know, on your plate there. But, you know, in, in kind of keeping in line with that, you know, what's kind of a relaxation for you, man? Like, what do you guys do kind of on the weekends with your friends? Well, once the weather gets warmer, I love to wakeboard and uh, do a lot of things at the lake and go to the beach. But uh, relaxation for me on like a typical weekend would probably be to go meet up with my trainer and go work out or go to my footwork coach and just do like simple drills. And it's almost relaxing just to you're, – you're getting away from sports, but at the same time you're still in it working. All right, so if you're doing a cheat meal, though, are you eating a hamburger or pizza? What's your advice there? Oh, I like the the steaks and the hamburgers, absolutely. <laughs> nice. All right, well, let me ask my last question. Is you, you're actually very involved, I guess, behind the scenes with helping North Carolina recruit, um, and you're always around for every sort of uh, recruiting event. Uh, you were at the the, uh, the cookout that we talked about last podcast, right. and, and you go to all the junior days and everything. So what's kind of – how has, what's, what's your role – been as far as kind of helping North Carolina fill out the rest of this class? Who are some of your targets? What guys do you feel like USC has a really good chance of landing and, and, and all that sort of stuff? Just kind of, I guess, give us a little bit of a glimpse of, of what, uh, what the future might hold for North Carolina's recruitment in their, in their commitment class. Mm-hmm, right. Well, every, t- every time I see a, a guy that's like my age and, you know, I see a lot of coaches talk to him, I'll go introduce myself and kind of talk to him a little bit. It's actually kind of hard to keep up with a lot of their names. I do follow a lot of them on Twitter or whatever, but really, I I think that my role is the same thing that happened when you know when Jordan Adams and all of them like put me in their group message and just kind of made me feel part of their little family. You know, even though they're a class ahead of me and getting to talk with all them, the same thing with me. Like you know, once I see that like a guy's kind of close to committing or or just committed, you know, getting all his information and talking to him when I can and putting them in like group messages or just talking like you know like family like we're going to be, you know, once everybody gets there. All right, Coleman. Well, uh, that will about do it for this one, man. I really appreciate you jumping on here and talking with us. And best of luck in your senior season. I know um, myself, Don, and the rest of the Inside Carolina community, we're going to be following you, man, and really hope that you guys just, you know, have a great end to your high school career. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.